Welcome to episode three of Bracket Busters. Um, and Ben, we have no perfect brackets left. Yeah, uh, definitely not. <laughs> if you pick believe- St. Peter's to the Sweet 16, uh, you're on something. That's that's Ab- for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe the last perfect bracket was knocked out when Iowa State upset LSU. So we didn't even make it. No one even made it through the first 32 this year. No. And with all the chaos that has ensued over this first weekend, it is not surprising. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not at all. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do on this episode, we're going to take you through region by region and uh, break down some of the games, some of the action that's happened this weekend. Um, and then we will, uh, we're, we're currently recording this as we got a couple games going on. So you'll get some live reaction from the Auburn, Miami, Florida game and uh, and Purdue. And then we still got Arizona and TCU to tip off in a little bit. Um, I want to start with this. Um, my sister posed this question for me, and she's very excited that it's going to make the podcast. <laughs> Who is going to win a national championship first, Gonzaga or a Big Ten team? <laughs> can I bet you neither? <laughs> you could, yeah, I guess hypothetically, <laughs> you can pick neither, but. I thought that was a very interesting debate. I feel like obviously Gonzaga this year is one of the best chances that they've ever had to win a natty. And, and considering if they we're don't already do it, down to Michigan and Purdue being the only two big 10 right. teams this year. <laughs> but if they don't do it this year, who do you, who would you take for the future? Would you take all the big 10 teams or you take Gonzaga? I Oh, that's it's, it's really a tough, tough question. It's, a tough it's really question. tough question. I know. I think I lean towards Gonzaga. I think they have more consistency. I think they've, okay. I think they've gotten over the hump. They've been to the national title game twice now. Like right. they, they before it was they couldn't get out of the round of thirty-two to save their right. lives or pass the Sweet Sixteen. Right. They were They couldn't make any runs. Right. Yeah. So they kind of got that. They've gotten through that phase. So I feel like the next phase is winning a national title at some point, and it could be this year. They're talented enough to do right. it. Right. They just need to play defense for ten gotta, minutes a yeah. game. Got to win four point. more. Got to win four more games. Yeah, they do it this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would probably say the Big Ten, but I mean the the Big Ten has been super disappointing again. So it very well may be Gonzaga before the Big Ten. And it's it's so weird to me too because the Big Ten it's like. Every year we go into the tournament and it's like, wow, they're really good this year. Like, this is like, we got a good chance of getting a title this year. Right. And then all by after the first weekend, like half the teams are out, if not more. And you're just like, what the heck right. just happened? Like, uh huh. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's start with the, uh, with the chaos. I mean, the whole tournament has been chaos, which is, it's just the most beautiful thing to watch especially thursday friday I, the schedule of the set the setup of march madness is perfect and it should never be changed ever no. because the fr- friday thursday friday is just non-stop action the whole time and then saturday you get a little bit of a breather in the morning like you only have one game to watch at a time before you they ramp it up for the evening then you get two to threes on at once which is like it's just amazing so, uh, well, let's start in the West. Um, notable games in the West. Oh, let's, we do want to start with the, the first round games and then we'll jump to the second sure. round games. Sure. Yeah. I think we just break, kind of break it down as a whole. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I mean, first off, I'll give Georgia state credit cause they were hanging with Gonzaga. They were about tied. Half, they were tied and they were hanging with them until about halfway through the second half. And then Gonzaga yep. just kind of overwhelmed them. They went on like a 20 something old run. And they, yeah, they, they, they could not stop Timmy and Holmgren. They had no yeah, size. Asserted their dominance. I don't know why Gonzaga wasn't doing like working that earlier, but it took them a while to get into it. Um, yep. yep. Yeah. Um, the Memphis Boise game, I thought that was over by halftime. And then Boise made it very interesting in the second half, kind of got to play back, got back to play in their style. Yeah. And uh, was, made it interesting, but Memphis was, pulled away. Yeah, that was a very am, unique game in that aspect because Memphis kind of 
picked their style the first half, and Boise played their style the second half, and it kind of I mean, all. Ugh. We could we could toot our own horn here and saying how right were we about the Mountain West? Oh God, disaster! Oh and four. I mean, oh and four. It, it it was exactly what we thought. Like just a ugly, ugly basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they they just low scoring, and it was just it just was not pretty to watch. Uh, I will all. say the the only the only team that was semi pretty to watch from the Mountain West was Colorado State for the first half against that Michigan. Right, and it, they lit it up in the first half, and then Michigan basically just completely outplayed them in the second half. Yeah, it, it was one half of good Mountain West basketball, it felt like, right. that I was like, this is fun to watch. And then I was like, are we wrong yeah. about the Mountain West? And then right. it just went to crap. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, I hate to bring it up for you because you had UConn to your final Ugh. four, but the Teddy Allen game, <laughs> that uh-huh. man, that man was unconscious. Uh, he could not Well, it just seemed like their whole team, like if they were even slightly open from three, it, they just hit it. It was ridiculous. It, it was great. I mean, and UConn only scored 63 points, so yeah, like, no. they didn't play great either. UConn but, played a terrible first half first off that put them in the position that they were in, that they had to fight back the entire second half. Right, right. And, RJ Cole didn't get going until the second half. So they they were kind of done at that point because yeah. none of the other guards were stepping up either. So Right. And I mean that that game, like I I think in my notes I literally wrote down Teddy Allen equals definition of March Madness game. Like yeah. like that was just like the coming out party of like he's a star player, but like all of America, your average college basketball fan doesn't watch New Mexico State mm-hmm. very much. So, like, that is, like, his coming out party of, like, I am here and just basically took down a, a Power 6 team by himself. What, he end up yeah. with 37 or something like that? Yeah. Ridiculous. Shout out, shout out uh, Dan Hurley before the game for calling him a bucket. Yeah. The UConn coach called him a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it turned so, out to be very true. <laughs> yep. Um, Notre Dame handled Alabama. The 11 seeds all played very well. Three of them won. Mm-hmm. Um, I You could kind of just see that coming for Alabama. We talked about Alabama last the last couple of weeks on the show, and they were just inconsistent all year, and they showed it in that game. Yes. <laughs> they did not 100%. play well. Uh, Texas Tech, 97 points. They should have had 99. That sick 360 dunk at the end did not oh. count because they called traveling. And it definitely was a travel, but at that point, you've got to just let him let throw it, right? that down and let it, Come on. let it happen. Come on. Um, Michigan State, Davidson was one of the, probably one of the best games of the first round. Yep. Foster lawyer revenge game, and he gave it everything he could. He tried yep. so hard. It was a back and forth second half. Um, and yeah, I think Davidson hit a three at the at the buzzer to make it seemed like it was closer than it was state what davidson missed a few shots and then state was pretty comfortable at the end they made a couple free throws and iced it but it was that was a very much a back and forth uh second half and was a very exciting oh, game but shout out the a10 because hey they, they they did everything they could they looked better than the mountain west they played a big they 10 team close hey they played they beat a big 10 team and they also played a big team close. So I think they yep. should flip Mountain West spots next year. Maybe we'll get a little go. better quality. There you go. Um, and then second round, I really thought I, – I called it before the game. I, said, I really thought Gonzaga was going to lose last night. Yeah. Oh, Even before was. the game. And then they were down 10 at halftime. And I was like, this team is not last day. And they'll pro- they could prove me wrong. Maybe they win the Natty this year. But they are not last year's no, team. It, they showed – They've they're different. The they're all half. front court. They're all front court related. They're uh, their their strength ri- lies in their front court now, not their guard play, mm. and that's going to come back to bite them, I think, eventually. And they don't play great defense. Still, you know, they Memphis had opportunities to win that game, at, and then you got to give credit where credits due. Drew Timmy is a monster. Yes. He showed everyone why he is one of the best players. He came out in the basketball. second half, and, and he literally oh. basically said, give me the basketball. 
Yeah. I'm going to do it all. And, and he, like, they, and it's, manhandled them. Memphis needed to start double-teaming earlier than they did because he had 20-plus in the second half and just... Just, Penny like, Hardaway he had, a one-on-one matchup, had it was a literally no adjustment for him. He yeah. they just he just let his team go, and it's kind of like you can't just let your yeah. team go right now. Like, right, you had the yeah. lead, hold it. <laughs> yeah. So, Arkansas, New Mexico State. So you were happy to see, uh, you were happy to see uh, Teddy Allen get bounced after taking down your beloved Huskies. Yeah, that was a grind yeah. of a game. It was oh, fifty-three ooh, to forty-eight. Ooh. It was disgusting. Yeah. And then was... we just got done watching Texas Tech Notre Dame. Did you see the stat during that game? Texas Tech had missed their last like ten field goals, but they still ended up taking the lead because they made free throws at that. Yep. Eight, so they were down eight. by three. Their last eight up, three, yeah. their last eight points at that one point had came from free throws and it was like Until oh. that until that dunk. Yeah. They've scored all the points from free throws in the last like two minutes of that game, basically. While oh. losing, so that's very impressive. And then one of the another one of the best games of the tournament was Michigan State and Duke. That game, I don't think Michigan State could have played much better. Yeah, they played. And they did great. And it looked they, like they, they, they were they about were above to... fifty, above fifty percent from yeah. three. And Gabe Brown was unconscious in the first half, and Duke was still winning. Um. That that game was that was fantastic. Just great offense from both teams. Both teams hit shots. It was entertaining. Um, and then when Michigan State went up five, I was like, I thought, uh oh, Coach K might be done. So yeah, it, it felt like it for sure. Kind of like if there was a little bit of eeriness, and then kind of Duke just clicked. I mean, they clicked everywhere, and like defensively too. Like they yeah. started turning up they the pressure, played, and they just right. It looked like all of a sudden they cared. I don't know what was going through their head for like a two-minute stretch there where they were kind of struggling yeah. and Michigan State took the lead. But all of a sudden yeah. it clicked and they were like, boom. Yeah. That, yeah, they because they got five. I mean, they got talent, maybe the best, most talented team. They might be the most mm-hmm. talented roster. Five yeah. first-round draft picks potentially next year. They just haven't been locked in defensively to end the regular season. And once they locked in there, they – uh, they shut them down in the last couple minutes there and pulled away. Miami, Florida, looking like they're going to make it happen up 11 right now on Auburn. Yeah, just under 10 Not minutes Not good for left. the Bracket Busters uh, podcast prediction with Ooh. taking Auburn to win it all. Oh, yeah, that, that's a rough one. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to the south region. Another 16 seed that, was, that made it fun for a little while. Wright State yeah. was hanging around. They hung um, around. I mean, they they score. They could score the basketball. That's what they did. Uh, that's what they did uh, in the play-in game. Yeah, they against, looked. Uh, they looked really good against Bryant. Uh, Bryant. Yeah. So, and I yeah. was really hoping we would have seen Peter kiss a little bit more, but we didn't get a chance to. Unfortunate. Nope. nope. Um. But uh, yeah. TCU I mean, Seton Hall. That game was never close. No, it was not. TCU dominated Seton Hall from start to finish. So I have a take. I'm gonna take. Let me know your thoughts on this. So teams okay. like teams like Seton Hall and uh, who was the Marquette was the other one. Uh, I think that was about it for the duds of the of good of solid teams. I should say good teams. You know, if you're if you're a 12 seater higher or so. Okay. Yeah. You're expected to kind of keep it close, right? Mm-hmm. If you do that, what Seton Hall did or what Marquette did. You should be banned from the tournament next year for your performance this year. <laughs> it, I it, just it, like oh, Seton Hall. Oh, Seton Hall really, really like that was. That I was mean, that game was ugly. disgusting. I mean, ugly. Marquette literally was down like thirty points almost right away. It felt like yeah. and I was like, yes. what is going that, on? It was over. It was over in the first ten minutes. Yeah, I never. I didn't even turn the game on right away. All this, I was just, I was watching the score while I was watching yeah. another game at the top, and all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, "How is North Carolina up thirty-six to six? Like, yeah. I was, yeah. it just was like, what just happened? Like, right, right. Um, uh, hand up. Uh, I don't know if you two had this take or not either, but I, I was wrong, hundred percent wrong about Houston oh, yeah. this year. <laughs> uh, yep, hundred uh, percent wrong. I literally, I think I made a comment on the last podcast about if they make a Final Four run. 
I, I will pick them to the Final Four every year for the rest of my life. And I think I might have to start just picking them to the Sweet 16 every year because they've yeah. done it three straight years and they keep proving me wrong Calvin every Sampson, year. Calvin Sampson is one of the best coaches in the country. He doesn't get enough credit. No. He doesn't get mentioned with some of the big names. And he doesn't have um, the resources either that a lot of those bigger schools right. do. And he's still... And they lost two of their starting, their best yeah. two players to start the year were both got hurt out for the year. And I was like, ah, oh, Houston's going to have a down year. And... Bam, another Sweet 16 appearance. Yeah. And neither one of their games were really ever too close. No, like, hand, I mean, Illinois was, a l- Illinois was a little close in the early parts of the second right. half, but yep. they pulled away. Yep. And Kyler Edwards was great. And yeah. what's their point guard's name? I'm blanking his name. Sloan? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, he was. I mean, he played phenomenal. He went. He went on like an eight zero run by himself at one point. And he's not a scorer. He's generally known for passing. And he went on like an eight zero run by himself today against Illinois. Like, they're really clicking. And the only person right. who predicted Houston to do well was Ken Palm. Yeah, they're super yeah. high in his ratings, and he's been talking them up all year. <laughs> yeah, and the and the BPI too. Like whenever yeah. ESPN has that out there, it was like, oh, they actually have a better chance of Arizona to make the Final Four. I'm like, okay, yeah, right, whatever. And now we got that matchup. I'm like, okay, look well, out. We don't maybe. have that matchup yet. We got oh, Arizona right. and TCU first. Arizona TCU. You're right. Taku. You never know. Taku is going to play a slow-paced game and try and muck it up Arizona. Yep. Um, Illinois, Chattanooga. I wanted Chattanooga to pull that out. I didn't pick that game. But oh. they deserve they deserve that one. Mm, they deserve the win. They they play how they needed to play to beat Illinois, and Illinois did not deserve to win that game. They played just right. horrendously, and it was right. just Illinois not clutch in the tournament. I think we can no. uh, establish that. That again, another Big Ten team who's just not clutch in the tournament. They haven't like, made the Sweet figure. Sixteen in like over fifteen years. When they were in the Final Four with D Brown and Darren Williams. Yeah, they, they won it all, right? Uh, did they win at all? Yeah, or did they, they won lose? it. They, they beat. No, they beat. No, they did not win. I Michigan thought they State's lost. The last Michigan State's the last Big Ten team. They lost to yeah. North Carolina. I was gonna say. I think they lost to North Carolina. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sean May. Oh, what a what a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then going down here, uh, Michigan game. I was, I was shocked with how well Michigan played. Being a Michigan fan, I they came out in that second half and just played fantastic basketball mm-hmm. um i was i was hoping colorado state would go cold because they are not a, known for their three-point shooting and they lit it up in the first half so i was like all right just got to stay the course here give the keep working through hunter dickinson and see what oh, happens did, and oh did you see that disgusting stat and like it was like some just and it made no sense of how this was a thing colorado state in the second half, like they were like, like three for twelve on layups, like layups. Really? It was some like weird style like Yikes. that. They were just missing like basic layups. Like I mean, they were Yikes. slightly contested, but like they were just missing them, and it was it was just oh yeah. horrendous to watch. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest snoozers of the first weekend was Sister Jean, in, oh. against Ohio State. That game was. Tough to watch. It was really tough to watch. Uh, Braden Norris was like the only guy on Loyola Chicago that hit any shots, and he he wasn't like he was hot. Like he didn't like dominate by any means. He hit like he had like fourteen points or so. It was like it was brutal game to watch. It was it was not fun at all, and it was just. I mean, they, their defense did what they needed to do to win, but their offense did not show up at all against Ohio State. And Ohio State was right. able just to score 54 points and win. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about Houston, Illinois already. Um, Michigan-Tennessee game. I was on cloud nine from that game yesterday. I, Hell of a job. Did not expect. I cannot believe they did that. They went down six. Um, they went down six. And I was like, all right, here it goes. Uh, here it goes. Tennessee's run. They're the better team. They're going to, you know, they should win this game. Um, 
and it just didn't happen. Michigan just kept hanging around. The, the Terrence Williams got put into the game, and he played. He had a couple of putbacks, got a couple that, deflections, a baby hook fantastic there at the end. A baby uh, that was Eli Brooks. Eli Brooks, Eli Brooks baby hook. <laughs> he channeled John. his inner. He channeled his inner Xavier Simpson. I was on like, that wait, one. what? <laughs> if I was a Tennessee fan, I've been livid. With right. That I was like so confused. Like that went in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, kudos to Michigan. I mean, kudos to um, I'll give a lot of kudos to Jawan Howard. I mean, like yeah, I can't where right they were after the whole incident in Madison like a month ago yeah. to where they are now. And people like even after that first round exit in the Big Ten yeah. tournament when they blew lead, everyone was like, "This is gonna be terrible." Like right, it, un- unbelievable. Like I'm shaking my head right now, and I just. I cannot believe they made the Sweet Sixteen. I'm so happy. Whatever they, whatever happens now with them is icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Like my expectations yeah. were, like I hope they win one game, and the fact that they upset Tennessee, who was one of the hottest teams in the country, going in and playing fantastic basketball, and the fact that they beat them, and and it was it was a good it was a well played game by both teams. I thought it too. really was, yeah. So that was fantastic, and then Villanova looks like Villanova. Yep. Right now, they're they, that game got close. I uh, I was Ohio actually State playing basketball. I didn't get to watch that one. You yeah. said it got close. Ohio State cut it two at one point, and the freshman Branham, or he was, oh my god, he was unconscious for about yeah. two minutes there, and it was like, oh, he's gonna carry them back into this, right. and then Ohio State kind of just, I don't know what happened. It they like we're getting all these second chance opportunities, but they weren't making them. They were just like throwing right. it up and hitting it off the rim and right. Villanova. I mean, they're super efficient. So when they get the ball, they're going to close out the game like that. Yeah. So. Yep. Easy. Close um, out when it yeah. Uh, Creighton, San Diego state. Or we're moving down to the Midwest now. Uh, Kansas smacked there. That one was never, they, that was yeah. the one, one of the one seeds, them and Baylor both kind of handled their 16 seeds. Those were never really close. Yeah. Um, but Creighton San Diego State was a great eight nine matchup. It was, it was a bummer that, that uh, overtime, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. It was I a bummer that that guy got hurt. Uh, their big guy. For oh Creighton, Creighton Cock Cockburner. Yep. Mm, and when that, and on top of that, they have their point guard um Nemhard the Nemhard brother yep. who plays for yep. Creighton who's out for the rest of the season before the tournament. It was just right, right. Hmm. Hard. And then, in my opinion, the biggest disappointment of the first one has to be Iowa. Oh yeah, <laughs> the fact that I that they that their offense was the reason that they lost to me, I did, never would have predicted that. And that's what makes March Madness March Madness because that team's offense has been humming since the beginning of February, scoring eighty plus. It seems like on everybody, and they could not throw. They couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat in that game. They couldn't. I mean, Jordan Bohannon was like Jordan Bohannon had zero points until like mm-hmm. in this deep in the second half. He was like ice cold. Yeah. Which like Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray had a. I mean, he played fine. He just he got he got taken to the cup a couple times too, on defense. Gave up a few drives and he just didn't seem aggressive like he wanted it. I know it does mind blowing to me. I can't believe I fell for that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, to Iowa. I'm I took them to the Elite Eight. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Iowa, and I'm sorry, Iowa fans, but I, I'm probably never picking Iowa past maybe the round yeah, of 32. Maybe the round. They're on my list, seed, but they're on a they're on a list of they will not make a Sweet 16 until they prove to me that they can make a Sweet 16. Right, they're on my they're on a list, kind of of like, all right, prove me wrong. If they're gonna prove me wrong, go for it. But I'm I do not trust you. And it, here's a question for you: Do you think at, at a certain point, like, because like some of these teams, and it's not, less, not necessarily Iowa because these last two years they have had a lot of same players on this team, and they've just underperformed. Mm-hmm. But like in a lot of these situations where the teams can't like get past the second round or get past the first round, do you put that on the coach a little yeah, bit after know. a while because a, the a players bit. cycle in and out a lot of the times, and all of a sudden you got new players and you still can't do it. Like as the coach, I mean, that's, that's... not getting them prepared enough or like right, right. It's crazy because. Um, 
it's that's what makes March Madness the best tournament because you have you have I'm sorry Auburn is making a run right now and now they're giving up another fast break point. Oh my goodness, what is oh. what is happening in the game right now? It's blocks, but, fast break everywhere. <laughs> I think it does uh, have to fall on coaching a little bit, but that's what makes March Madness the best is because you have a one game elimination setting. So like you got 40 minutes. That's it. Like mm-hmm. if you have if you have a bad half of basketball, you go, you could be going home. And that's what happened. You know, they just they played terrible. Um same with South Dakota State. I mean, they're one of the best offenses all year, you know. Oh. Average 85 a game and they scored 57 points. That's that's and what happens. In shout March. to them. They made a run at the end. And also, shout out Providence, another team that Hand we it, we said nope, no way they get yep. there, and yep. here they are in the Sweet 16. Kudos, which, kudos, like, to kudos to them. Like Ed Cooley was the man. I never, st- I would never say anything bad about Ed Cooley. He is the man. So, like, and they played amazing. So, yeah, in both in both their games, they played amazing. So, yeah. kudos to them. Um, Iowa State plays so ugly. And they've won two games. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I mean, their, bas- their brand of basketball is not pleasing, aesthetically pleasing to the it's eye. Not. I will say, I actually was, I was kind of enjoying watching their defense a few times because they, though they had some great, they played great defense, defense. and they, they were do. just flying to the ball. They were just everywhere, and it was like they could. Like, the Badgers didn't get like an open look almost all night. They were just hand right there, right away. It's like they have uh it's like they have the Mountain West style, but they've like perfected it. Well, because they play better competition. Sure. <laughs> they got right. they got they gotta beat up Big Twelve teams. Right, right. Um I mean Wisconsin escaped against Colgate. They didn't yep. play well in that game and then they didn't play well again today. They I mean no. they they just they had a bad Big Ten tournament showing and like Johnny Davis never really got it going. And it was just a Chucky Hepburn ankle. Yep, that was that, that was killer. So I mean, but, bummer for the Badgers. I mean, you're uh, you're a, you're a Badger out, hater, so you're happy. Shout out Gabe Kelsher, ex Gopher, yes. and after post game interview, he says he's like, uh, you know, I'm a Minnesota born man. I have some family in Wisconsin, but ultimately that kind of fueled me tonight. <laughs> So I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um. And then another. Uh. So, so Friday morning. Friday morning games were kind of a bit of a bit of a slow start to the day. Was, Friday morning didn't have many close rough. games except for Miami and USC. That game got close and was exciting down the stretch, but I didn't think either one of those teams were particularly that good. And now Miami's going to beat Auburn. Yeah, because they this got game has ropes. been mass. This game has been mass chaos, and they have, if if you would have told me it was going to be this much of an up and down game with this much chaos, I would have said advantage Auburn, and they have like twenty plus fast break points, and Auburn has zero, I think. And that's I'm gonna just say that's uh, Wendell Green is, I I don't know what he's doing with the ball, but he like runs down the court, almost makes. Oh, like causes yep. a turnover, and then the next one he comes down the court, makes like a crazy layup, or hits a three. It's like, are you trying to help them win, or are you trying to help them lose? Because right. I can't pick up what you're trying to do. Like, right. all over the place yeah. with him. And that's been Auburn all year. You know, I, I, that's why I picked them, because I was they've been hot and cold. I'm like, if they get hot, I think they're a team that can win it all. And tonight is one of those not hot nights, and that's what <laughs> happens. You know? That Miami-USC ending was crazy. I definitely thought that that Shot was going oh, in. It looked like it was going to be the court. first buzzer beater. Yeah. Banked, banked, and then hits the front of the rim. And yeah. it was like, I thought it was in. It was it was about as close as you can get without going yeah. in. <laughs> and that's, that, that's why it's so unreal to think about this kind of stuff. Because now you, Miami, if that shot goes in, they're out. And now you're looking at a, a Sweet 16 berth. And they get to play Iowa State in the next round. Like, a 10, we're looking at a 10-11 seed to the lead eight when they literally were one bounce away from getting knocked out in the first round. Right? It, it's crazy. Crazy. 
crazy. All right, and then last we have the uh, East, where the first couple of those top ones, Baylor never was close, and North Carolina was never close. Um, and neither was St. Mary's. Never cool. It was never yeah, close. They slaughtered Indiana. Yeah, destroyed them. Shout out the cheerleader who got the ball, though. Yes, yes. One of the great March Madness moments. Can't wait for that to be on One Shining Moment. It better oh, yeah. be. And the announcer um, calling it, too. It yes, was beautiful. Yes, it is yes. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, that was probably the most exciting call that they had of the game. So, <laughs> If you're an Indiana yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see that stat? No. Miami has 26 fast break points. I'm going to let you guess how many fast break points Auburn has. Wasn't it zero? Was it zero? One. Which means wait, they were fouled. Fast break, which fouled means they were fouled throw. on a fast break. And got I'm like, wait, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> which wow. means they didn't make both their free throws either. <laughs> um, UCLA, this UCLA team has almost the exact same feel as last year's. I mean, it's the same team, basically. Yeah, everyone and came like, back. They picked up a few new guys to transfer. And it was the same. That Akron game was the same feel as last year. Like, they sh- they arguably could have, should have, would have lost that first-round yeah. game. You know, that was them last year against Michigan State. They, they were down double digits to Michigan State, almost lost that game, and then they go to the Final Four. And they are now set up to do the same thing again. They got a nice path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. Texas has surprised me. They're they're uh, they're down six at halftime right now, so we'll see what happens in that one. Um, but they but played very well. They played really good offense, which I was not expecting. The guards showed up. There's Andrew Jones and Marcus Carr, who are both yeah. incredibly inconsistent. Uh, oh, shout out! Was up. it Andrew Jones who hit the half court buzzer beater before halftime? Well, it was Marcus I Carr. I think it was Marcus Carr. That was. Beautiful. It was half court. It was a bomb. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then the game of the weekend, in my opinion, was Murray State and San Francisco. That was a wild game. That game was nuts. It didn't get done till almost one a one a.m. Eastern time, and my heart. It took me a while to fall asleep after that game. My heart rate was, uh, dad joke racing. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, um, I mean, oh, wow. but, if you, yeah, I mean, what a wild game! <laughs> like that, uh, that guy, the San Francisco guard was just was unconscious, making everything. Well, he scored like and thirty-seven Murray, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the Murray State, like their studs were all like spreading it out and playing fantastic, and it was just bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket. Both teams it was fantastic basketball. And that, like, it got done, and I, like, exhaled, and I was like, man, why did those teams have to play each other in the first round? Right. You know? I mean, it, they were, those are two teams th- that had runs in them if they were kind of situated out around the bracket. A 100% think that they should have flipped USC and Murray State or Miami and San Francisco. So, so those teams got to play, you know, a power, power six team. It would have been great to see teams in the big conference. And I, I, I think Murray State and San Francisco both would have won. I think USC and Miami, neither one of them played great in that first yeah, round no. game. It was close. But I think San Francisco and Murray State both win at least one game um, if, they're, if they didn't have to play each other, which is – I just think that they should never match up mid-major teams like that in the first round. You want to see the mid-majors get their, get their, their uh, shot. puncher's chance, their shot at the big boys, at the big yeah. dogs. Because you know? everyone's talking all year that they're not good enough, that they don't deserve an yeah. at-large or whatever. Like, right. give them the chance. Right. And then and then did you see, like, literally, like, hours after the game, San Francisco's coach took the job to go to Florida? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, guys, we lost. See ya. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go to an SEC school and get paid yeah, big bucks. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh. And then the shocker of the weekend, the last one in the bottom left corner. Unbelievable. St. Peter's, what a show. The, the peacocks. peacocks. We made it. And we said we literally said it was like we we said in the first podcast or like all right, or the second podcast, we're like, ah, Kentucky, you know, they're good. And but shout out St. Peter's, they got a peacock mascot. Who would have thought yes. we'd be talking about them again? In the <laughs> and now they're in the sweet sixteen. Unbelievable. What? what a show by them. I wrote I wrote this down about that game because it was it it 
it ended up coming true. And it's, we always preach it. I say it at the end of every single game, make your free throws. Kentucky missed a couple Mm -hmm. and St. Peter's made all their free throws in overtime. Once it got to a foul game, they did not miss one free throw towards the end. And that's the item that that's what you do. That's what you got to do to win. Sounds simple. They're called free for a reason. You know, you know, that's right. You know how I feel about free throws. throws. Um, and the, the crazy thing about that game, too, is St. Peter's is, like, one of the best defensive teams in the country. They play a slow pace, and they teams, like, in the low 50s or low 60s, high 50s. is like, that's the type of game they want to win. They scored 85 points. They, they do, that, that is they not what amazing. they're known for. Yeah, they, played they were shooting fantastic. well. Ebert, Doug Ebert. Yes. Oh, oh my God. His couple stash. of threes from the top of the key curling off the screen was unreal. Was unreal. Um. So then, second round of that region. Oh. I mean, this is the the, that was this was the game of of the weekend. Uh, Murray State San Francisco is probably my favorite game to watch, but North Carolina was what what a way to start off Saturday. Yes. I mean, (laughs) it it felt like it was like all right, we had a little bit of a snoozer here. I thought it would be vice versa. You'd think Baylor would win. You know, being the one seed. North Carolina ends up crushing them. It's like, all right, get time. I get maybe take a nap before the next game, you know, hang out for a little bit, get a snack. Um, and then Brady Manick gets ejected, and it's like, oh, whatever. They're up 25. Mm. And then all of a sudden, chip, chip, chip away, chip, 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 chip away. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, this is like an 11 point game. Wait, six point game. Wait, two point game. Oh my goodness, it's tied. What is what is happening right now? And then overtime, I'm like, all right, so Baylor's got this in the bag now, pretty much. And Carolina, credit to them and their coaching staff, like to get them to bounce back like that and and play as well as they did in overtime was was unbelievable. I'll let yeah. you I'll let you get to give your thoughts on this one because I know you're a Carolina guy. Yeah, so I got so I mean, I, I watching the game live. I did not think much of. I wasn't like I. I was like a little frustrated with the refs at the time when Baylor started making the comeback. But I kind of was like I kept telling myself to like just kind of like oh you know you're probably just overreacting. Kind of have like a Homer bias going on. And, sure. and I waited till after the game to look at social media to see anything about the refs or anything. I, I don't want to like, fuel my hatred. But then I saw, and I'm going to say this first, like North Carolina fans. I mean, you can't complain. You ended up winning. So like, d- d- don't complain about the refs co- almost costing you or anything. And also they went both ways. Baylor fans also can't complain because Right. You shouldn't be down 25 in the first place. In North Carolina, you shouldn't give up 25, give up a 25 point comeback regardless. Right. But you can't, you can't believe giving up a 25 point lead on the refs. Yes. You know, but like if it's if it's a little closer, then I then you get a little more of a gripe. But if you're up 25 and you're blaming the refs, then uh, you need to you need to look in the mirror. <laughs> yes. There was there's the one stat though I saw where it was so after Manic got ejected. There were ten straight fouls on the Tar Heels. Wow! And it was all, and I was—I mean, I think probably like I think probably like five or six of them probably were like—I mean, they're fouls, or maybe most of them probably were fouls. But sure. the fact that Baylor had no calls in that time span was kind of yeah, like they, they were, were and they pressing, were pressing, they were yeah. aggressive, and there was no calls. But then on the flip side, later and later, and that last shot Baylor takes he's fouled and they call it off somehow. I don't know yeah. how that worked, yeah. but either, but either way, refs were terrible. Refs need to be kind of figure that out because yeah, I, I hope that, that crew doesn't ref another game. They don't, they probably shouldn't get another game in no, the tournament. That was terrible. And because yeah, too much. It was a lot going on there, but at the same yeah. time, don't be down 25 if you're Baylor ever. And you're yes. not in that situation. And don't give up a 25 point lead for North Carolina. I mean, my tweets, my tweets during that game were literally completely backwards of then what happened. Like, I trusted Baylor's guards. That's why we, I, that's why I picked them far because I still think they have really good guard play. So then I tweeted, with about ten minutes left, 
Baylor's guards have been completely outclassed today, got completely outplayed by, you know, RJ Davis and, and dominated. And then as I sent that tweet, Baylor's guards take over the game and go on a you know massive run and then come back. And then I, so I respond, I go, so yeah, now Baylor's guards are good again. And they just led the craziest <laughs> comeback in like NCAA history. And then over time, they choke again and play terrible. <laughs> it was the the cycle, the emotion. It was just a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, like, yeah. It was hard to keep up with. I'm glad was, you got that one after UConn failed you in the first round. You really, you really needed that W. I I did not because I, I went into I went into Baylor, North Carolina. I honestly think Baylor was gonna blow them out. And then I was kind of like. When they're up 25, I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm actually yeah. going to get someone to root for in the later rounds. And I was terrified for a bit there that that wasn't right. going to happen. But moving um, on, finally. But a yeah, great moving game. on. <laughs> uh, UCLA. Then, so then that one wasn't much of a, UCLA much of a business. game. They handled St. Mary's pretty handily. Um and it's, like I said, that it's got that feel now of like they had their scare in the first game. Now we'll see what happens. UCLA North Carolina is a juicy Sweet 16 matchup it is with all the bloods. history of those programs, oh. and Blue Bloods. Yeah, it's, that's fantastic. And Carolina is playing one of the best. Uh, I mean, they're hot now. They're playing very well. Mm, they just those their guards depth, are playing their well. Depth which scares is... me. Oh, I mean, you saw it once Brady Manick got ejected, and then one of their other guys followed out. out. Yeah, he followed out, and then it was yeah. like that was when it all started falling apart. Those the, those depth pieces for North Carolina did not play well. Well, and out of sh- shocking, the guy who ends up probably saving them was oh God, I don't want to butcher his name or say his name, but it was the freshman who hasn't had much playing time this year, who should have probably had more. Um, but he came in and hit that three at the start of overtime in the corner. Yeah. Yep. And oh yeah, he, yeah. He was the guy who played most of that, and he was honestly one of the best scores once he came in like he like saved some of the starters like a little yeah. bit <laughs> but oh that game's yeah Wendell game's... Green misses another layup that about sums this game up oh yeah I mean just watching this game Auburn had tried to play this order chaos type game Miami will be moving on to the sweet 16 now um they played just lazy defense and you know just not under control at all. They, I mean, Miami controlled this game. Absolutely. Miami got the, this is one of the most, that's one of the most shocking results for me for the weekend. For sure. Is, is this Miami Auburn game, especially when it was a two point, one point game at halftime, Auburn made a little run. I was like, I expected them to kind of take over in the second half with Jabari Smith. But I mean, 61 points for Auburn is that's terrible. Well, I, I mean, uh, I, if you would have told me Auburn was upset in the second round, I would have potentially believed you, but I would have expected the score to be a lot closer and not a 15-point yeah. game like it is right now with 30 right. seconds left. And, 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 and the, like I said, the style in which, the, in which they lost, like Auburn is the team that gets up and down the court and, and is usually you know, create, trying to create turnovers on defense and get out and run in transition, and they just they lost at their own game by – it wasn't even close. Um, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they, it was, it was shocking. I, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words here because I'm trying to find words to describe how shocked they, yeah, they just, they they got beat at their own game. Yeah. Which they would not have expected from Miami, Florida. Shout out Jim um, Laranega. He's a great coach. And then last one. Uh, St. Peter's beats Murray State, so our Murray State pick looked fantastic after the first round. And I was just waiting yesterday for Murray State to got it close to take over. I was like, at one point, Murray but... St- I'm like Murray State's more talented. Like St. Peter's had their out of body experience against Kentucky, you know. And I was like waiting, Murray. St- I'm like Murray State, Murray State, Murray State. Their guards, you know, Williams, the big guy. Like I was waiting for them to to take over, and it just never happened. That game was more St. Peter's style then, where they yeah. they kept it low scoring and and they closed the game out with their free throws and they did what right. they needed to do to win the game. Yeah. So that was 
that was another. That was surprise. I was surprised with that one. Usually, because a lot of times you have a 15 seed that that maybe they'll upset a two seed and then they don't play well in their second game. Or like when UMBC won or on a four, even a 14 seed. When some of those teams win, you rarely see them win two games. Oral Roberts last year, but that was a high scoring, like fast paced team. That's not yeah. St. Peter's. But um, and they did that's credit. Very credit common again. But something that's very common with Oral Roberts and St. Peter's, they both hit their free throws when it comes yeah. to They're both very good free throw shooting teams. And yeah. the little things matter in those games where, like, bigger teams don't hit their free throws and you end up in a close game like that, those free throws are going to be the difference maker at some point. Right. What do you think's running through? What do you think runs through these one and done players' heads when they, when they lose? Like Jabari? Um, like Jabari right now. Like, all right, see, I'm going to make millions. Like, how fast do you think they get over it? Um, I give them a day or two, but then uh, yeah. I feel like you're like, I got to start prepping for the NBA draft and the combine, and get my stuff right. ready. Some with my, oh, see, he's sad. He's sad right now. Yeah. They're showing him sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it stings right after, but then in the back of his mind, he's like, all right, I got bigger plans than you know, college basketball. Yeah, got to go lead the Pistons to an NBA championship. Retweet. Amen. <laughs> um, all right, so overall conferences. The SEC, we were wrong about the SEC. The SEC stinks. Yeah. Auburn and Kentucky both get upset early. Tennessee. The teams, and then Tennessee loses to Michigan. Alabama gets completely outclassed. The only team that is still there is, is Arkansas. Yeah. And Arkansas. they, and they didn't play great. They, I mean, they won an ugly game, but they're the last team from the SEC. And they get and, a date with Gonzaga next. Which I think, I, I mean, I still think that could be a good game. I think, uh, I think that should be high scoring. Hopefully, as long as Arkansas, yeah. uh, like as long as JD Note Day or someone on that team can shoot a little bit better and yep. get scoring a little bit more. Williams, Williams, ha- Williams has to stay out of foul trouble in that game. Yes. For sure. Um, the ACC, another Surprising. again, what we were wrong about has surprised. We were like talking about how the ACC tournament was kind of not great, and it was, you know, the the down year for the ACC in general. Now you have uh, Duke, North Carolina, Miami, and I thought there was one more. Uh, Notre Dame just lost to Texas Tech. Oh, Notre Dame almost won. And they, yeah, they, that's they played right. a really good game. They played Virginia, a really good game. Virginia Tech held up with Texas in that first round. Yeah. So the ACC's looked great. And what we were right about, the Big Ten still sucks, and their styles don't work against – it just hasn't worked. No. You know, it, Michigan it, is just – is carrying the Big Ten on their shoulders. You know, Michigan's the only team on Purdue might win. We'll see if Purdue wins, but I still don't trust Purdue based on their previous years. No, I mean, you know? I mean, and hey, if Purdue wins, I'll, I mean, if Purdue, oh my, Purdue should be the team that comes out of that bracket. Like, I agree. What, like, are we like based on talent and how like the best players like that's Purdue. Like, right. Like they should come out of this now easily. Right. And it, we're about to if we watch them choke. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. It feels like I feel I mean, like Michigan. It's maybe biased, but like Michigan has been by far the most consistent football team in the Big Ten for the last decade. Oh yeah, <clears throat> by far. Like I mean, they're, they're Wisconsin was good. There, Wisconsin had a, when they had Decker and and uh, Frank Kaminsky. There, like they had a few good runs, but then since then it hasn't come. It hasn't amounted to much. And then Illinois has choked. Iowa has choked. Ohio State hasn't been good. Even Michigan State hasn't been good. I mean, they made Michigan a Final State's Four. Been all over. They've been like they they've made been a Final Four when like two thousand. Yeah, they made a Final Four, and I want to say like 2015, 14, somewhere in there. And then ever since they lost to Middle Tennessee State when they were a two seed, they have not Lord. done much in the tournament either. So, I don't know. That's sad for the Big Ten. I'm obviously happy Michigan is still in, and I that'll be an interesting matchup next week with Villanova. Carrying the but, hopes and dreams of us all. 
I just don't understand how like teams like Illinois aren't more successful. I don't understand how they have not had success in Iowa. Like they've had such good offenses and, and talent, like NBA talent. It's it. I mean, it's it's shocking to me too. I don't. It doesn't make Crazy. sense. Um. All right. Let's do a quick little preview of next. Oh wait! Whoa! Weekend. Whoa! 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 Oh, Before. Oh, sorry. Be- you you left out who has probably been the best conference, the Big Twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. We we did. <laughs> I didn't mention the Big Twelve. Um, it's irrelevant because they only have like three teams here, so that's irrelevant. <laughs> um. Yeah. Big Twelve. Big Twelve's been because uh, Iowa State's obviously a surprise. Baylor disappoint. So well, up until Baylor, I mean, you got Texas Tech, you have TCU who, who advanced to the first round. Yep. Kansas playing with Arizona right now. We'll see how that one ends up, but it's yep. close. But Texas, Kansas, we got through the first round. Like Iowa State. I, mean, I think right. uh, I think all the Big Twelve won their first round games. I think. Yeah. So like, kudos to them. They all won their first round games. That's impressive. Yep. Like you have a whole conference winning it all. So yeah. And that cha- I think this this change this changes year to year. Other than the Big Ten choking in the tournament, that hasn't changed much. But last Ooh. year, I was all in on the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, Baylor won it all, so I guess Big Twelve way, did good yeah. last year. Yeah. But like Oklahoma State last year, I remember was was a popular pick and lost early. Um, so yeah, that changes every year. Like conference success, I think is kind of a, a little bit of a myth because it's a one and done. Tournament. There can like, be flukes all over the place. Oh, yeah. all over the place, all over the place. So I don't think you can judge an entire. It's it's tough to judge an entire conference based on their success in the tournament. Like, but it is also mind blowing to say the Big Ten has not won it. Hasn't had a champion since two thousand. Yeah, like that's crazy because every year it talks about how good the Big Ten is, and they still have not produced a champion in two decades. You know. Does the Big right. Ten need to drop it down a little bit? I mean, they shouldn't be ranked. Teams shouldn't be ranked. Should do be I like have, a three-bid league. Do I have your permission to move on to next weekend's games? Yes. Sorry for forgetting. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for forgetting about the Big 12. That's my fault. <laughs> um, so you said before we started, the West is the only region that has top four seeds. Moving on. Yep. One, two, three. And four. I am amped for both of those games and this is a, i mean there was a if you would have told me one two three and four moved on in a bracket i probably would have said this would have been my pick yeah. just because like i think they're all some of the best of their seedings like duke yeah. is, could be the best two seed like gonzaga is the best one obviously or at yep. least they're ranked as such texas 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 great three Tech. seed yep arkansas Obviously, they were really yep. hot towards the end of the year. Like, makes sense. Yep, I, I agree. I think the four the four best teams are moving on in that bracket. Yes, that does not always happen. Yep. Um. Do we want to? Talk yeah, to, that'll talk, be great. Do I. We I, want to talk the matchups there a little bit at all. We can. So I mean, we talked a little bit about it already. But I I don't know. We'll see if Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga could. It'll be a close. I think it'll be close. I think they'll both be close games. But if Gonzaga wins, they're going to get a rematch with one of the teams because they've already played Texas Tech and Duke this year. Gonzaga played both those teams. They beat Texas Tech, and they lost to Duke. Yep, that's right. In the year. So that would be an interesting storyline to look out for. I think Duke and Texas Tech's contrasting styles is going to be fascinating to watch. How, how Texas Tech is solid, solid defensively. Duke has offensive firepower everywhere, and Duke does not play great defense. But Texas Tech is not known for, like, you know, their run and gun, getting up and down like like, like some other teams do. Yeah. So I, th- I think so. that – I'm actually – that's actually – I think it might be, like, one of the games I'm looking forward to the most is Duke and Texas Tech. Yeah. Because I I do think Duke kind of has the advantage over Gonzaga if if, in the Elite Eight, and I think yeah. Texas Tech is the last chance to keep uh, – Duke out of the Final Four, really. Yeah, <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, yeah. if I'm playing a little bit of I don't want Duke to win this year, I'm, hey, let's my, get my Duke and North is, Carolina matching up with each other. Oh, that would oh, in the oh. Final Four. Come on now, that would be how fun. Would that be? Oh, it would be electric. That would be super fun. I think um, if Coach K lost that game, he'd come back. Yeah, he could not go to the Final Four and lose to North Carolina as his yeah. last game. 
Yeah, that he would, would, would. I mean, they'd get to hold that over him for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a great bracket. Um. Obviously, the the South. I'm just looking forward to. I'm looking forward to watching Michigan play. I mean, I did not. I thought Tennessee is the better. I think Tennessee's talent more talented. But Michigan was a top five preseason team. They're I mean, just they have, obviously have not now. played like it all year, but they've their potential has been there. Uh, the you guard, know. the freshman guard who played these Frankie, two games, Frankie Collins. Frankie, oh my, he was he's playing out of yeah. his mind. Like good yeah, for him. Yeah, he's very. The future is bright for him at at Michigan yeah, for sure. Kind of, he struggled in that first half of the Colorado State game, but he came alive yeah. in the second half and kind of yeah. took charge. And then I think I don't know it's between Drew Timmy. You probably can argue Timmy over this, and this is a biased Michigan take, but Hunter Dickinson is like one of the most impossible players to guard one-on-one. When he gets to the right shoulder and goes up with his left hand, like he's unblockable. He's, he's pretty he's much automatic. automatic. He's automatic. He had a couple threes in the ten, early in the Tennessee game too. Like he is a matchup nightmare in college basketball. His foot speed is way too, is, as of right now is a little slow and isn't doesn't translate great to the NBA. But in college, he's like built to dominate college basketball. Yes, he and he's proven that. He, he's like, I mean, even when Michigan was kind of struggling earlier this year, he was still putting up numbers on like night in and yeah. night out basis. So like he's, yeah. I mean, he's he's that dude. <laughs> yeah. So Houston, Houston and Arizona is well, like. We oh, don't sorry, know. Sorry. TCU maybe. If 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 it is Houston and Arizona, that'll yeah. be like Arizona's can, only up two right now, late in the first. Right. If they do play, it'll be a metrics like dream for like ESPN and oh, all these yeah. other other Ken teams Palm, like like Ken Palm. There, uh, yeah, yes, because yeah. those teams are both super highly rated in all those metric uh, systems. It's super funny too. Yeah. And then you have Villanova, who's down here too. Yeah. And Villanova's super high in metrics. Like yeah. They're everyone's just juicing over the South bracket yes. metrics wise. It just yes. looks so absolutely. Crazy. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to watch Colin. Gall- I mean, Villanova plays fundamental. We know they don't beat themselves. So, and and Tennessee didn't really beat themselves. Michigan played very well. So if they play well, I mean, they can hang with them. Uh, they can hang with uh, with Villanova if they can beat Tennessee. I think you know they could they could hang with anybody. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Eli Brooks is a really good perimeter defender. He'll draw Colin Gillespie, and that'll be. That'll be the matchup in that game to watch for sure. Yeah. And how how does Villanova defend uh, Hunter Dickinson? They gonna double the post or not? And then will Michigan be able to make down or make outside shots, which has been their Achilles heel all year? Yeah, and it's it. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, yeah. I would say it's gonna come down to. I think. I think it's gonna be more dependent on the secondary the secondary stars of each team. I think Gillespie's probably going to still be doing his yeah. thing. And I think Dickinson's going to do his. Yep. And I, but I think then it's going to come down. Like is Samuels for Villanova going to keep playing sure. hot Dixon from, or Brooks like from Michigan. Yeah. Or uh, Houston, like or Houston, right? Yep. Yeah. Like yep. one of those guys, it's going to be that second player that I think that's going to be the difference maker. Cause I think Gillespie and Dickinson right. are both. They're going to get theirs. Good. They're going to yeah. get theirs. Yeah. Um, so now moving to the Midwest, um, I'm going to take Kansas over Providence. I'm going to, I'm going to go down with the ship. Um, I think Providence magic runs out, but Hey, props to them. They made it to the sweet 16. And if they beat Kansas, then I'll come on next week and Wait. say, Hey, I was wrong again. Hot, hot take here. Maybe. Yeah. Providence. Oh no, never mind. I got my teams mixed up. I'll say Providence got blown up by Creighton and Creighton just played Kansas close. False, false narrative. For some okay. reason, I right. I got All a flip. Right. That I thought Providence blew up Creighton. No, that was the oh, other yeah, way around. Yeah. Yeah, Creighton yeah. blew up Providence. Yes. So um, yeah, you're right. Kansas probably, and I'm gonna just stick my foot in my mouth if it happens again. And I'm yeah. gonna say it up top again too. I don't think Houston can beat Arizona if it's Arizona. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna stick my foot in my mouth again. And if they yep. win again, I mean uh, Kansas has to be drooling over their draw. Oh, my. they didn't have to play Iowa who's one of the best offensive teams in the country. And then Wisconsin loses. And well, we didn't really talk about how Wisconsin went like two for 20 something from three tonight. Like it was literally just like, they could not hit anything. It was, I felt Disgusting. bad for Johnny Davis. It was terrible. 14 from 47 from the field. 
Oh my gosh, that's so bad. That's 14, so bad. 14 made shots. That's just... Gabe Kelsher had like 12 made shots. He almost yeah. had as much as the entire Wisconsin team. That's mind-blowing. Okay, <laughs> we got to move on. I, can't, I don't want to think about that anymore. That's so sad. It is sad. Um, and so, that, so Wisconsin, Iowa, and Auburn all lose before the Sweet 16. So Kansas is going to – I mean, I'm sure Kansas would love to play Iowa State in the – Elite Eight. They probably pretty played sure them they, a couple times this year. I'm pretty year sure already. they beat them twice already this year. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be like, "Oh, we know that you don't have as much, you know, different scouting to do. You've played them, yeah, a couple oh, times." Kansas I mean, Miami's playing very well. Miami's got a good guard play. I think that will be. So, a, I'm curious to see that because I think those Iowa State Miami will be contrasting styles. It'll yeah. be fun to see whose style kind of prevails there. But right. I think, right. I mean, Kansas gets. The team that everyone's call called a fraud all year, yep. they gotta be loving it. It's like, yep. oh, perfect. They they Providence. It's like they don't have a look ahead game. Like it's not like oh Auburn's in the next round and they're like gonna maybe focus on them. They got two double digit seeds down yeah. there, so Kansas would be like, all right, let's beat Providence and then we can go to the Final Four. You know, yep. like. I mean, so, I think yeah. As long I mean, as Obaji plays like Obaji can. And I think their athleticism and their uh, their talent should win out. Yeah, as long as uh, Providence, I mean, like Providence, like I can't really think of a situation where they win that game. And just to speak to it, Fox, they win every by, time they've they'll win by double digits. Probably every time they've played Villanova this year, they've lost, and that's the best team they've played this year, yeah, really. Right. So it's like, come on, like you've lost right. to Villanova every time, and that's really that's the they beat them once. I could be wrong about that. Did they? I thought they beat them once in the regular season. I thought they split. Maybe they did. I, but I could they be beat wrong. Them both times. Maybe I'm wrong too. Um, but all right. Then moving. Last but not least, we have the East. Um, Baylor North Carolina. We talked about already. So it's like beautiful. A beautiful blue blood matchup. That's that's gotta be a, definitely UCLA. game to watch. North Carolina. North Carolina is not playing like an eight seed. That's for sure. Oh. They, are they scored 95 and 93 points in their first two games. Their offense is humming. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's all due to the guards. If the guards yeah. play well, they can keep up with UCLA. Right, and their they bigs are solid there. with anybody. Yeah. I mean, Manic is Manic left that game with 10 minutes left, and he's still averaging 27 points per game in this he, tournament. Yeah, he had like 20, 26 points. Yeah, before he like, left. With 10 minutes to go. <laughs> like the man I mean, is an is offensive menace and X factor. Like I said, they've only lost yeah. three games when Brady Manick scores over 10 points this year. Like right. and he's I would literally the venture to guess that he's going to score double digits in every game that they play from now. On. Yes. <laughs> so, and then the winner of this Texas Purdue game will be playing St. Peter's shout out Peacocks again. Great for you. I would think that the, the talent eventually is going to, overtake a St. Peter's team. Great run oh. to the Sweet 16, but I think at Just, some point it's going to happen where where they don't hit enough shots because they don't have the offensive firepower to stick Just with. Just tell me how Perdone it would be, though, if Perdone lost oh, to St. Peter's. It would. It really would. You're right. It would, It's, like, almost too perfect. They, like, um, you want to talk about a team that doesn't yeah. – St. Peter's is not known for their offense – but Purdue doesn't play defense, so it's like, is that an opportunity for them to keep up like an offensive like firepower yeah. like they have? Like, who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely most looking forward to the West. I think the West games are going to be just they're going to be fantastic. Uh, uh, I'll I'll say the South. I, I I'm I'm intrigued by the West, but I'm really looking forward. I want to see how for real Houston is. And yeah. I want to see Villanova, Michigan square yeah. up. I think I think both Obviously those games are really Obviously, that's my game good. that I'm looking forward to. But yeah. I'm also a Duke, Duke fan too. So I got I got two out of the last sixteen are two of my favorite teams. So hey, let's go win a natty, somebody. Somebody picked Auburn <laughs> to win it all. So all my brackets are now donezo. So now you just get to root. That's the other good part too. Sometimes you're, if you're if you're out of it after the first weekend, then just hey, let's root for chaos and upsets. And if you got your teams are still in, then you have no allegiance to your bracket anymore whatsoever. Hey, I got my champion. I still got Arizona hanging around, but that's there you it. Go. 
<laughs> I got, well, I got Arizona and Kansas. Those my whole left side of the bracket's ruined. The right yeah. side's still kicking. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to touch on? Um, tonight. I would uh, just probably. I think we're good on that front. Um, I'd just say uh, shout out to everyone who listened to the pod last week. It was uh, we basically we're blowing doubled. up. We, we're blowing we, up, baby. We more than doubled our our week one podcast listens, so that's huge. Um, it's been great. We're blowing up. We reached uh, some milestones, so um, it's exciting. I forgot to tell you at, last night. I I was uh, after the games had finished up last night. I sent Hunter Dickinson a DM and asked if he wanted to come on the podcast. Ah, he, well, has, Hunter, Hunter. he has not responded. He has not responded. Yep. So maybe Hunter, we'll get him on. Give us maybe a we'll listen. This week. If you're listening right now, come on. Let's join the come pod. The pod. Well, hey, Tell we'll, me how we'll great it is that episode. you win and, and your, both your rivals lose in the first weekend again. Tell me how it was when you lost to Minnesota early in the year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my oh. gosh. Um, All right. And just so everyone knows where we are when we are signing off, Texas is up 41 to 40 with 15 minutes left in the second half. And, and Arizona is down two. Yes. Arizona is up two with 252 left in the first. Just so everyone knows where we're at with those games. So right. if you think we're talking a little weird. <laughs> Go Horn Frogs, man. Let's get some more chaos. Oh, please no. but more so all right Um, yeah like like subscribe all the cool stuff that all the that all the people say you know (laughs) at the end of their podcast subscribe (laughs) uh follow us on twitter and at don't you case sports j underscore schwark 11 and bean Bean keck k-o-e-c-k do all the stuff if you haven't done it yet Please help us out. Shit. Also, the bracket, our bracket challenge. I don't know who's winning it, but shout out whoever's winning it right now. I haven't looked today. I looked yesterday. I think it was Coviticus last time I checked. I believe that is correct. Um, I have it right here. It is currently Brevs eight one six four zero. Go Brevs! Wait one six eight four zero. Way to hold the lead currently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So. Well, on that note, then we will sign off and we will talk to you next week. We'll see you next week when we have a final four set. Oh, wow. Enjoy. That's wild. And I know, right? <laughs> Enjoy more of the March Madness, everybody. And God bless. Boom. Done. <laughs>